Your voice. Your city. Your issues. Your evenings on 702. Let's walk the talk. Ten minutes after nine o'clock, Dr. Arun Mutualedi joins me now, Minister of Home Affairs. Uh, Dr. Mutualedi, thank you so much for joining us. Really, really appreciate your time. Good evening, Aubrey, and good evening to the listeners of 702. Are you, are you, are you good? Are you well? We've been hearing some stories, uh, but it looks like you, 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 you're strong. You're ready to work again. How are you, how are you feeling? How are you doing? Oh, I'm good. I've already started working. Yeah. I started on the 15th of January. Wonderful, wonderful. So it's more than a month now. Thank you so much, uh, Dr. Matualedi. Let's talk about the request I'm told you made to the Minister of uh, Cooperative Governance and Traditional Affairs and, of course, uh, mayors to perhaps start thinking and maybe implementing uh, bylaws that would make sure that uh, those operating, particularly spaza shops in our towns and townships and so forth, uh, are registered. Tell us what this is about and what is behind it. Uh, I I need to, to explain the whole beginning in order for you to understand uh, the final resolution. Uh, I, I've been attending a lot of meetings, even government meetings, where I go to present about home affairs. Everywhere I go, councillors themselves, not me, councillors themselves, complained about these issues of spaza shops, but they thought home affairs is responsible and is doing nothing about it. While I was still surprised I started the program in July 2022 uh, to visit rural areas with home access trucks to try and offer services nearer to the people there. So that because some of them have to travel long distances to access a home access office. Everywhere I arrived, whether in Northwest, Mpumalanga, Limpopo, Eastern Cape, those are the provinces I've actually visited. They will tell you the traditional leader in the village. Uh, wants to see you. When you go there thinking it's a KTC visit, they ask this question about spaza shops. They say there's a mushroom of spaza shops here. We don't know their owners. They don't even come to the chief to say they are here. Some of the traditional leaders told me, look, ever since I was born in this village, anybody who comes to settle here must come to the royal family and announce themselves and we are the ones who must allocate them where they must stay. Hello. Yes. No. No. I. I, I know. Yeah. I know this to be the effect, yes. uh, Doctor Mutali. Yes, it's a fact. So, yeah. so I realized this is a problem, and when I asked them, I found that between councillors and traditional leaders, there is a confusion as to who has got what power in this new democracy. So last year, when the president went to open parliament in February, I said because traditional leaders will be there, let's invite Salga. So we invited Salga. Myself, the Minister of Cocta, and the Minister of Small Business came into that meeting. And I can tell you, Aubrey, more questions were raised than answers. They were just flowing like this. And we realized the gap between uh, uh, various sectors of the state who must deal with this issue and the lack of understanding and the number of questions that still remain to be answered. So we decided in that meeting that we have to call a two-day workshop. That two-day workshop was called in, in, in Boxback at Bejwood Hotel for two days, where we invited all the houses of traditional leaders, all seven of them, because Gauteng uh, and Western Cape don't have houses of traditional leaders. Quesen leaders, Contralesa, and all the other organizations of traditional leaders 
we called them in because we could not call every mayor. We decided that only the district mayors must come. Out of 52 of them, 36 attended, which we regard as very high attendance. Mm. And then we also invited all the metro mayors. Out of eight metros, six attended. And we gave them a chance. How does this issue affect you? This issue of migration, other shops and all that. So we discussed migration in general. So we were joined by the Minister of Human Settlement, the Minister of Small Business, the Minister of Cogta, the Minister of Trade Industry and, and Competition could not attend, but the Director General was there to represent him. So throughout the whole two days, we discussed and we took resolutions. This issue of auditing Spaza Shop is one of the resolutions of conference. It's not an instruction from Minister Mutwadi. It's an agreement after inputs from the conference that what is the way forward? Okay, one, let's audit all Spaza Shops in the country. Let's make sure that they are all registered. And if you register a Spaza Shop, you need documentation. If anybody is running a Spaza Shop without documentation, that should really be illegal. In a, in, a, in a normal country. And we believe in that case we are abnormal because we have left this thing to fester for so long. So we agreed that there must be those audits with a view to register them. And if you don't have papers, you can't register, we close you down, and Home Affairs must deport you. And if you have got papers, whether you are a South African or a non-South African, if you have got papers for, of documentation, that means identification, then you must register and also register for tax. Then we call in health to inspect the area. And we called upon municipalities and asked them questions about this zoning. There is something called zoning, Aubrey, mm. where you can't just run a business in, the, in an area where people are staying. There, it has to be zoned and you apply. Is this happening? And the answer is no. Then health. There are people who are running spaza shops, selling food in those spaza shops. They sleep in there. They wake up and wash in there. They eat in there. They hold church services in there. Where on in the world have we seen something like that being allowed? Why should we have allowed this for so long? Well, even if maybe it was allowed for long, we agreed in that workshop. Let's stop pointing fingers and develop a program. Then we also said, number two, all the traditional leaders must start taking uh, a register for all the, 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 the people who came to settle in their areas, who come from other countries. They must take a register and know about it. That so-and-so is from this country, is here. These are the conditions under which he is, and demand yeah. papers. Yeah. If they are not there, then call Home Affairs. Number three. Uh, as I've already said, these health issues. How often do health inspectors inspect this, you know, and give them a clean bill of health? Mm. So those are the things we agreed about to bring life to normality because what's happening now is clearly abnormal. Dr. Motualedi, one of the things, and I'd be interested to know if that is the case, one of the things that I've been talking about and receiving sort of calls about both on the show and off air has been the outcry, particularly from township communities, about the recent spate of deaths of children who consume one or other product from spaza shops. 
uh, and the lack of information coming out as far as the investigations to ascertain uh, culpability for all of these things. There's been a, a very loud outcry which hasn't been heard in much of the mainstream media for reasons that we can talk about at another point in time, but particularly from South Africans who say, uh, and as you openly admit that that process hasn't been done to its um, its its maximum effectivity. Uh, has this been part of the reason why the Department of Home Affairs under your leadership has, has decided to go this route to uh, influence both COCTA, uh, traditional leaders and all others about businesses? And I'm seeing in many um, uh, rural areas the, the mushrooming of, of what people are calling... Um, uh, hardware stores. Hey, there are lots of them. They're mushrooming by the by the by the second, uh, and they also have their story that we could talk about uh, on the side. But but has this been part of the reason why you decided to go that route to to speak to Cocta and traditional leaders and all other stakeholders? Yes, Aubrey. It is because when all those things happen, people blame all myself. That means if anything wrong is committed by a person from another country, then people blame home affairs. Even if they are just breaking a bylaw, you know bylaws are product of municipalities, not home affairs. But when somebody breaches a bylaw, where is home affairs? Where is the minister of home affairs? If a child goes to a father shop, which happens to belong to somebody from another country and get all this food we are talking about and get sick, where is home affairs? Where is the minister? What has he been doing about it? So, so I, I took the lead precisely because I wanted people to understand what is the law saying? Where does home affairs come in? Who must do what? For, for instance, I give them a lecture about bylaws. What the bylaws meant. At some stage, Obri, the mayor of Swali, not the present one. You know, they've had a series of mayors. Yeah. One of them summoned me. He was very angry and said, Minister, we had a big piece of land which we have earmarked for development. We're going to put housing development to release the pressure of housing. Now, people invaded that land and we have learned that these are foreign nationals from another country. And Minister, you did nothing about it. We have lost our land. And I said, Honorable Mayor, do you know what the law is saying? The law in South Africa is clearly saying anybody who invades land must be removed within 48 hours by the person who is in charge of that land if you then remove them within 48 hours then you are going to be forced to give them alternative accommodation and it doesn't talk anything about nationality it doesn't matter who has occupied that land illegally they must be removed now how should they be removed by home affairs using what law under what conditions because home affairs does not own any piece of land so I thought because we are the ones whose fingers are being pointed out for everything, it's better that we bring people under one roof. And that's why I called Minister of Human Settlement, who, who also spoke about the laws in the department that what she's doing, Minister of Small Business, Minister of Cocta, and myself, and Sarga, and all these mayors, so that each person must know exactly what their position is and where they stand. So I did it specifically because I was being the accused here, even in areas where it's not our responsibility. Uh, for instance, Aubrey, mm. when buildings were being hijacked in Johannesburg, there were people blaming Aubrey. And they said, 
people who hide buildings are criminals. And criminals are dealt with by the police, regardless of their nationality, regardless of whether of their status in the country. Only after they've been accosted by police, where they discover that this person has got no papers or fraudulent papers, it's then that they refer to home affairs. You don't just refer anything to home affairs because you've got a suspicion that the person who committed that act is from another country. And so that workshop has created all those things. Minister, clearly, I mean, based on what you're saying, clearly the there is a serious uh, disjuncture, uh, a, a working in silos of organizations in government or organs of government that should be working together in order to make sure that laws of this nature, whether it is the hijacking of buildings, whether it is the uh, mushrooming of spaza shops and uh, uh, so-called barking um, uh, hardware stores, uh, all of these things, clearly there seems to be one, an ignorance of the law by certain organs of the state, two, because of that ignorance, a reticence or fear of the exercising of their duties in law to make sure that uh, people are known who they are and where they come from and why they are here. But thirdly, there, is, there seems to be a, a focus on the Department of Home Affairs precisely because people are made to understand that it is because Home Affairs are the ones that are allowing all of these things to happen. So it appears to me that there is a general uh, lack of coordination uh, and knowledge of the law and how it needs to be exercised in government, Uh, Dr. Mutualidi. How do we deal with this? It it might be that, Aubrey. It might be ignorance of the law. That's why I took my time to prepare and show them what the law is saying about refugees, about asylum seekers, about illegal, undocumented. I, I showed them that. I, I even gave a long uh, a presentation about that. A presentation about that. It might be that. But there's another element, which I noticed in Swan and also in Kipon. Just running away from responsibility is municipalities and throwing home affairs under the bus simply because every person on the street Think the word foreigner is related to home affairs. The moment you mention the word foreign or, uh, you know, uh, 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 somebody who came into South Africa from another country, then they think immediately about home affairs. So they knew it's easy to throw it on home affairs. Take, for instance, the, the occupation of pavements here in Brooklyn, in Swane. I'm sure you remember yeah. that, where people were protesting and they're uh, holding, uh, uh, what do you call it? Yeah, the, the United UN, Nations UN building, yeah, yeah. Yes, but they, were, they, were put, they put houses all over there. Uh, 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 the the ratepayers knew exactly who they are being raised to. So they complained to the municipality and say, please act. And the then mayor at that time, who has since left, referred them to home affairs. And he even wrote a letter to me. And I said, hey, these people are breaching your bylaws. Bylaws... Yes. Are, are, are we playing politics with South African laws and, and South Africans? Dr. Well, I think there is an element of that. Because let me tell you what happened. I responded to the mayor. It was Mugalapa at that time, I remember. I told him that this is a bylaws. Bylaws apply universally. And there are, there's no bylaw under the Department of Home Affairs. I even wrote to Salga, the president of Salga, and told him the same thing. And I wrote to the Cape Metro. 
and and go to the mayor and say what you are dealing with there in the central methodist church are bylaws but they still insisted until the matter went to court and is a judge who had to clarify them that this is a bylaw this is your job all home affairs can do is to identify the status of people and decide those who are illegal must be deported or whatever but the first action in making sure that a bylaw is, 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 is obeyed, is, comply, is complied with, is the municipality. So, so there is an element of just running away and hoping somebody also will play, take the blame. But then, of course, there is an element of politics from the way I've seen. But we believe, we believe after that workshop, people can no longer have excuses. So as I'm speaking, we ask the minister of COPTA, develop a common set of bylaws that are simple, specifically into Spaza Shop. And yesterday she told me that she made a draft and they are busy circulating it to Salga and municipalities for input before releasing it as a final document. Minister, small business, can you also define the laws under which somebody can run a small business in terms of registration, how you hire to another person, what are the rules, what are the conditions? And she told me they've developed that document. She said she has signed it. What is left is for it to be gazetted for public comment. So there is progress in this regard. Dr. Mutualedi, I mean, already I'm getting that uh, sort of tone coming through on, on my social media platforms. Some saying that, ah, it's an election year. The, the good doctor is electioneering. Uh, some, are, some are saying, ah, oh, Dr. Arun Mutualedi says this is happening in Tswane in Cape Town. There he is politicking. Uh, hijacked buildings are in Johannesburg and many other parts of the city. And, and I suppose the, the, the politics will emerge. But, but I, I want to set them aside for a moment and ask the question that says, uh, I, I mean, you're talking to human settlements about land and, and, and areas that are being invaded illegally. You're talking to Cocta about the traditional affairs ministers and, and, and what the minister, I mean, the, the uh, local government bodies are supposed to do. You're talking to Salga. So you're talking to everybody. When are we likely to see action on this at a law enforcement level? Uh, and is it going to happen in this year while you are minister? Because some people are arguing that you might not be back to uh, carry the torch as far as this is concerned. And the momentum that you have started might uh, be might be. Re- Retarded somehow. Uh, how do we make sure that these efforts continue so that we can see some law and order in our country? No, Aubrey, unfortunately, I can't leave the accusations with me there, which you said for another day. Minister Politiki in Chusinswale, Cape Town. It's not me who said people must invade the Central Methodist Church in the center of Cape Town. That's where they chose, that's where they did the action. And that's where the matter went to court because the municipality was watching over their hands. That's where Judge Tulare made the judgment about this being a bylaw. Then here in Swane, it's not me who put people from DRC to occupy the pavement there. They are the ones who did it and the ratepayers to who to write the rate to municipality. Municipality wrote me. And I, I, I then responded to them. And the judge also ruled that this is a bylaw. Now, where is politics there? Could I just have gone and say this happened in Tegwini when, when pavements were occupied in Cape Town? 
could I have gone and say this is in Bloemfontein when 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 uh, the people who occupied the Central Methodist Church were in Cape Town? But but, they, but, you, they, would, but, you, would agree, but you would agree with me, uh, uh, Doctor Mzwaledi, that the occupation of of payments is not happening in Cape Town and and Swane alone. They're happening in Johannesburg. They're happening in in Mangaung. They're happening everywhere. The 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 the, the ones where there was a clear seat in where people complained to me. The others, the municipalities never threw, threw, threw it at me. I'm talking about those who threw it at me. Okay. And the issue of occupying hijacking buildings in Johannesburg is because the mayor threw it at me. He didn't only threw it at me. He actually went to Cape Town, called the Portfolio Committee of Home Affairs, yeah. and called the, and reported me and say buildings are hijacked and sure. this man is doing nothing. So I'm quoting things that are practical and recorded. Now so coming what, what, to the issue of elections. Yeah. yeah, Aubrey, I'm not going to stop doing my work because there's election. You develop the white paper, they say it's election. We do Very soon we'll be unveiling some of the things we've been working on for the past two and three years. When they get ready now, they say it's election. If you don't do anything during election, I mean, now and say because there's election, they'll say there's no service delivery. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to be blackmailed by that. I'm going to do my work. Mm-hmm. Elections or no elections, work must go on. So when do we when do we see, start to see action around some of the suggestions you've given to these other bodies of government? Well, as I've said, I know that the bylaws have already been developed. They are just waiting to consult all municipalities so that none will come and say, I was never consulted. I know that Minister of Small Business has said she signed for them to be gazetted. That one, members of the public will participate. If they stop participating and say, no, 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 this is an electioneering, it's election, we'll just go on and make those laws, and those laws will bind them. So at the moment, I'm, I'm waiting for all those processes, but also for, for, for the audit. I don't know how far the audits are, but today I was seeing Nelson Mandela Bay addressing stakeholders after going there uh, with mobiles to help people have IDs. The mayor was there, and I, I addressed them about this issue. And at the end of the meeting, he said, Minister, we are ready to submit the audit of, of, of the Spaza shops we did, we did in Nelson Mandela Bay. Minister, we've run out of time, but uh, we, we love having you here on the show, especially when it comes to issues that the public need to know about. For example, the, 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 the public consultation story that uh, ended last month. We'd love to have you come and talk to us about that, how that went, what are South Africans saying after your, um, your consultation, uh, but many other things. And we'd like to offer our platform for you to come and talk to the nation uh, when there is need to do so. Please use us, uh, uh, Dr. Mutalid. Thank you, thank you very much, Aubrey. And let's stop, stop, stop uh, uh, this accusation uh, and that we must stop running the country because of an election. No country runs like that. Doctor, so when we come to you about something yes. that is good, let's look for it, edit for what it is. Dr. Arun Matwaledi, Home Affairs Minister, much appreciated.